Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think we are. Get off our show, idiot. The kids are playing their tail off and the coaches are screwing it up. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. They're supposed to be mature adults, but they're really not. Who's the kid here? Who's the kid here? Are you kidding me? Now here's Nick Coffee. What a weekend to react to, my friends, and that is exactly what we are going to do for the next three hours. Settle in, make yourself at home. It is a Monday edition of Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's here on Sports Talk 790. Reminder, we're going to be at Thornton's this Friday from 3 to 6, and uh, what we're going to do is give away a pair of uh, passes, tickets. When it's a music festival, John, you are the... uh, the music festival guy are they called passes yeah i think i think most people call them passes yeah. because like i think what we're physically going to give away is is like bracelets like a little wristband yeah yeah so uh these are little wristbands that'll get you into bourbon and beyond this weekend so uh we'll tell you specifically how you can win those but again we're going to be live at thornton's it is the uh location that is on preston highway which i realize that's a very vague way uh to you know to describe it considering preston highway is a very big road and there's a uh, I think multiple. In fact, I know there's multiple. There may be close to five that are on um, Preston Highway. So, anyways, the one we're going to be at is uh, the one that is closest to uh, to Bullet County. Think, you know, near Gene Snyder. I'll get you the exact address in just a second as I'm uh, going through my email. But again, we'll be there on Friday. It is one zero five one five Preston Highway. So, looking forward to uh, to being there and hanging out with all of our Thorntons family. And that includes you guys, of course, if you come out and you are members of the Refreshing Rewards program. All right, so another bonus of playing a Thursday night game uh, is we really don't need to spend like any time on the game that happened on Thursday because now it's Monday and it's game week and we can look ahead to uh, to week three. It is Louisville and Indiana, the cards in the Hoosiers up in Indy, which I feel like will be a a really good test for both teams and maybe test isn't the perfect word but I just used it because I couldn't think of another word to use because you know if you pass the test I'm not really sure what it's going to really tell you about your team's ceiling one way or the other but it'll give you a chance to sort of see where you are after you finish a fourth of your schedule right like a dominant win for Louisville I think would actually be encouraging as you head into these next, uh, you know, these next few weeks, would it mean you are worthy of being ranked in the top twenty-five? Probably not. For Indiana, I think just given the expectations for them this year, if they are able to win in any way, I think it'd be a huge sign for them that they can be competitive in the Big Ten more so than people expected, and maybe find themselves in a bowl game. And if they get blown out, I think it would probably be, you know. 
maybe what some fans expect that are maybe more on the pessimistic side. But what I don't know, and we can get into it this week, if it's like a competitive game and you lose, I feel like that wouldn't be a bad sign for Indiana, but it would more so just be about you know how it looks, I suppose. So again, it's uh, it's a game I'm excited for because you know Power Five opponent. Again, I know Indiana is not believed to be the power of the Big Ten by any means, but I think it'll be a nice uh, a nice chance to see where Louisville is, and I think Indiana feels the same way. Who really is the power of the Big Ten, though? Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Uh, and Penn State. Outside yeah. of those three, it's pretty much you know out in the open. And who knows? Like. Maybe the power of the Big Ten this year is going to end up being the power of college football because I'm not quite sure what we should make of the SEC, which we're going to get to in just a moment. But uh, if you're a Kentucky fan listening, you know I'm not sure uh, how great you feel about your team after two weeks. You trailed Ball State after a quarter, trailed EKU after a quarter, and were lucky to be tied with them at half. And look, they play to the level of their competition under Mark Stoops in a major way. I think they've kind of always done that, and a lot of teams do. So like for those that are saying, well, look, we've had other games – against uh when I say we you know we're talking about somebody from a Kentucky fan standpoint I'm I'm not one as I hope you guys are aware but yes you have played Mac teams and you have been you know in a dog fight briefly and then you kind of pull away late and it wasn't great it wasn't an inspiring win and it really didn't mean a whole lot so like if you want to bring that up it's not untrue but you also can't say you've watched your team in two weeks and really feel like they're anything close to what you all claimed they were going to be I think that's really fair. I mean, I think in two weeks they've looked pretty mid. At times they've looked sloppy and just downright not very good. But I guess they do have a pass, though. I mean, EKU clearly a trap game for them because they got Akron coming to town this weekend, John. I mean, that's they've been the big that dogs. they've been circling Akron on the schedule for a while now, and Akron's on the way uh, to Lexington this week, and now they can you know play to the level of their competition again because you know it's a big game. It's what they do. And I don't I mean, I, I don't love the I mean, look, you have four games that you should win. And to be honest, I still think if I had to guess, Kentucky will be four and oh when they play Florida. Or yeah, when they play Florida in week five or whenever that is, that's their fifth game of the season. But what does it really mean, right? Like this schedule is odd. They've always had schedules like this, two Mac teams typically in FCS and they're in Louisville. Yeah, and in Louisville. So, you know, they're um their non-conference schedule has kind of always been the same, but I don't remember if it's ever played out like this, where they've got, and again, it's just it's a, just a coincidence that you get, or maybe it's not a coincidence, maybe it's just bad timing that you get Vandy in your first SEC game, but that makes it to where your first four games are clearly the, fir- the easiest games on your schedule, and it's not even close. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it's not worth overreacting to on the negative side, but you also can't really say you've watched your team play very good football, at least in consistent doses. So, I mean, Devin Leary hadn't looked very good. I'd like to think it's probably more so due. Like, I've watched Devin Leary be good at at Kentucky. Or, I'm sorry, at NC State. I mean, he wasn't ever healthy, at least. It seemed like he was never healthy for a full season. But, like, I've seen him be a good quarterback. He put up a lot of good numbers. And he just hasn't looked the part. Maybe it's because he's coming off that shoulder injury. I'm not sure what it is. But he just hasn't looked very good. And there was thought that he'd be one of the best transfers in the country at the quarterback position from the portal. And he's not looked close to that at this point. And I kept hearing for years, still continue to hear it, that the ACC's trash. The ACC sucks. It's not big deal football. What'd you do? You went out and got you an ACC quarterback. 
and now he's under delivering. So maybe, you know, be careful what you wish for. So I get, I mean, if I'm a Kentucky fan, like I, I don't know what to make of your team. I don't think they look very good, but you're not really going to learn much about them, I think, until they get Florida. So we'll see. Now, overall, just a weekend of college football where there was certainly, I mean, like every Saturday, there's a ton of games to react to, but Man, it just seemed as if the one game that everybody was paying attention to, well, actually, I, I take that back. I mean, it was Bama and Miami, or Bama and, and Texas that, of course, was the big game. And saying the SEC is down in football, I mean, it just feels like a lie. As soon as the words come out of my mouth, I feel like I just said something that's not true because it just is so unnatural to say that. But look, the results are the results. Bama, Bama got handled by Texas and Tuscaloosa. Like, they didn't get blown out, but they got handled, meaning Texas was just better in really every way. And clearly, Texas should feel as if they have had the biggest moment in, I mean, maybe since Vince Young won them a national title. I know it's a regular season game. We'll see what they do the rest of the way. But, like, for all the Texas being back jokes that have been made and the premature claims about Texas being back, there's no doubt. They can say it now, and we can't really mock them. That was a humongous win. But the question, I think, is still... To be answered. Does that say more about Texas or more about Alabama? And I don't know the answer to that. We'll see. But the SEC, I mean, they started out one in six against power five opponents this year. And here's something that we talked about before the season, whenever they voted not to go to non-league games. It was an eye-opener for me and maybe a lot of others that they never play. Like they don't play many non, they don't play many non-conference opponents that are power five teams. And they play, they, in their first seven, they went one and six. Bama loses to Texas. Florida lost to Utah. Vandy lost to Wake Forest. South Carolina lost to North Carolina. LSU lost to Florida State. Texas A&M lost to Miami. The lone SEC win was Tennessee beating Virginia. Now, in, in the end, the power they did they did improve to two and six because uh, it was, who was it that ended up getting the... Uh, Auburn victory, beat yeah, California. yeah. Auburn got that late win against Cal, which you know at least gave them a two and six record rather than it being one and six. So it's just, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just wild. I, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that I still think at the end of the day that this league is not as good as any. I mean, that it, it's hard for me to just think that it's not the best league, but the results are the results. And how about the Pac-12? Like, what's going on with the Pac-12? <laughs> I mean, they started eighteen and zero as Mississippi uh, started eighteen and zero, and then lo- and then lost because Mississippi State ended up losing to Arizona in a close game. But just like that's just that's the football gods, right? Eighteen and zero to start your season when it's the last season of the league's existence. Like that's just weird. It is weird. It's weird, man. And then look, Miami beating Texas A and M the way they did, I thought was was pretty impressive. I'm not ready to say that the ACC is is going to be one of the better leagues among the Power Five, but I'm comfortable in saying that it's going to be better than it's been in recent years. I really am. I think the bottom's going to be bad, right? I think, you know, Virginia Tech lost to Purdue after Purdue lost to a MAC team in week one. Um, you know, I think Boston College, I mean, they lost to NIU in week one and needed a field goal to beat Holy Cross. James Madison beat Virginia. Cincinnati, how about Scott Satterfield? going on the road and beating Pittsburgh. So I don't think the league is going to be stellar, but I do feel like with Miami doing what they did, Carolina, they had a close call, double OT. 
against App State, but look, they're still a top 20 team. Clemson, we'll see. I mean, maybe that was more about Duke being that much better, but they bounced back 166 to 17, all despite being tied after a quarter against Charleston Southern. So, you know, I don't know if um if the ACC looks as if it's, you know, elite by any means, but I feel after two weeks, it's safe to say that it's at least headed in the right direction. And then, of course, the big news that is, you know, really not football related as far as results, Mel Tucker uh, has been effectively fired at Michigan State. There's been some controversy as far as his actual status because I think it was Brett McMurphy was the first one to break the news that he was fired. And then technically, you know, they can't fire him without going through the process that'll keep them from having to pay him an insane amount of money with his buyout. So, I mean, I'm really blown away by what Mel Tucker did, not necessarily because, like, I just assumed that Mel Tucker was an upstanding man. I don't know him. And, you know, let's be real. A lot of men are horn dogs and do horn dog kind of things. And my man Mel Tucker, he fell victim to a couple things. One, being horned up, but also being a complete idiot. What do the kids say, John? You know, you're younger. Fumbling the bag. Is that a thing? You've never heard that? Now <laughs> I've you, never, now I've you, never heard the phrase fumbling the bag. Maybe that makes Google me... Google it. Google it. Okay. Because now you've got me thinking I'm sounding like a grandpa, but I think uh, you being 10 years younger than may, you may in fact sound like the old guy here because I've heard it said, at least I thought I have, maybe I haven't. I'm sure you found a bunch of results of fumbling the bag with a quick Google search. I did. Okay. So like it just means like you messed up and it cost yes. you money. And that's what Mel Tucker did. Now again... Michigan State had to do this, but I just can't believe how dumb he is. Get, Michigan State's the last program that could have something like this happen, where he is accused of sexually harassing a woman, a victim of sexual misconduct in some form or fashion. She spoke to the team, his team, about the importance of you know not being an awful human and doing those kind of things, and she's a victim. And then the head coach does this, and of course now we'll probably never coach again. Like, it's just... Take aside like how awful of a look it is for Michigan State to be caught up in another scandal like this and how, you know, it's just a scumbag thing to do. But like think about how dumb you have to be. And I'll save it for later, but the I want to talk about phone sex at some point if we can. Can we do that like growing ups because I think we can. Apparently that was part of it is like phone sex and I just have some questions about that. So anyways, what a weekend it was for college football. And how about this? We've got NFL Week 1. Not in the books just yet because we've got a Monday night football matchup tonight. But how about NFL Sunday yesterday? I realize there's always a ton of overreacting in Week 1 of the NFL season. But what are we supposed to do? We only have Week 1 of result, Week one results. Like, that's, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Some obvious reactions in the first slate of games. Joe Burrow got paid in the Bengals offense for some reason looked non-existent. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks super rusty, which I hope we chalk it up to rust because I know we all love Lamar and there's nobody uh, that's going to defend somebody quite like Louisville fans defend Lamar Jackson. And I love it. I'm here for it. But let's be real. He looked bad yesterday and I hope it's rust and not something else. And then the Giants put together one of the worst performances you're ever going to see in the NFL. I mean, there's some specifics as far as some all-time awful stats in that game that actually could convince someone, in my opinion, that 
it was the worst loss ever. Like, I'm sure there's been other losses as far as this, the margin, all that stuff, right? But if you look at some of the things that went, on, went wrong for the Giants, I think you could make the case that it might be the worst loss that's ever happened in the NFL. And I'll tell you why as we move along today. You know, some other quick observations, again, that may be overreactions. Um, Vikings losing to the Buccaneers, that has to mean the Buccaneers have Baker Mayfield and they're not expected to be a contender. They go in and win in Minneapolis. I don't think anybody expected that. The Steelers, got to be the worst performance we've ever seen to start a year from a Mike Tomlin coach team. They got their ass kicked, to be frank, by the Niners. Um, And then, you know, maybe one of the more demoralizing losses that I can think of in the NFL for a fan base. The Bears getting beat up by the Packers post Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, you just think of Aaron Rodgers as the guy, man, what are you going to do? They got Rodgers. They get Jordan Love, who by all accounts was a bum behind Rodgers for years. He comes in to your house in Chicago and just completely demoralizes you. I mean, it's, I don't know if they were one-point favorites, I think Chicago was, so I'm not sure if they were super confident they were going to, like, dominate or anything like that. But the first game, like, with Aaron Rodgers no longer as a Packer, could not have gone worse for the Bears because I don't even think the score was as close as the final score actually was. So again, these are the weekends that I love, right? So much football to react to. These Mondays are uh, are fun. Not that we don't have fun on this show at any point. We always have fun, but man, um, that, was, uh, that was awesome. And we're going to continue to react to it. We'll also let you guys hear what Jeff Brom had to say. He talked about the Hoosiers, which... Uh, that's the, that's the opponent this week. You know, John and I are we're not enemies. I guess we'll be frenemies here. But it also it also works out because I got this is not. I guess this is a knock on Indiana. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what I know is going to be considered and really is a backhanded compliment. But it's also like true, and I don't mean it to be mean. You know a lot about Indiana football. You do. I don't know anybody else that does. Like I don't even know if I could find a guest that does. Not to say there's not people that like cover the team, but like Indiana football didn't really move the needle with Indiana fans. It is very niche, and I oh, think yeah. I've learned that a lot more over the past two or three years. Obviously, during the time during COVID and the year before that, they yeah. were kind of on the upswing, and it was a little more mainstream, I guess. But over the well, and the, they were a story know, because they were a story. They, yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't typical that they were in that position like they were during that COVID year. So. Uh, yeah, we'll let you hear from Brom. And again, there's so much to get into. There actually is some basketball stuff we need to get to uh, at some point because, you know, there's news and it's worth getting into. Also, on the Kentucky side, when it comes to basketball, some news that uh, I can't tell you how big of a hit it really is for Calipari as far as losing a staffer, but it's another sign that like if you want to be convinced that things are just unraveling for one John Vincent Calipari, there's another sign. Again, doesn't mean they're going to be bad this year, but it's just a bad look. May not mean much of anything, but you add this to the list of things that tell you that maybe Cal's, you know, run at Kentucky, meaning like where he's dominant in the sport. Like it's it's seems like it's long gone. So again, we're loaded today. Quickly before we take a timeout, though, I do have to tell you some news that. You may not be aware of. You may be working today, just, you know, working hard for the money, hustling. You haven't even checked your phone. You're driving around. You're wheeling and dealing. And you didn't know that if you are a Spectrum customer, you now have ESPN again. So the Disney networks are returning to Charter Spectrum just in time for Monday Night Football and, of course, week three of college football. And I don't 
think it's necessarily a coincidence that it got settled before ESPN's biggest product, which is Monday Night Football on ESPN. So not a coincidence there, in my opinion. All right, if you guys want to be a part of the show today, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 502-571-7900. And if you'd like to uh, text in on the LNN Federal Credit Union text line, you can do that too. 502-653-0790. It's Coffee and Company. We're fueled by Thornton's right here on Sports Talk 790. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. Man, there's just something about him, you know? I'd give anything to be friends with him. I don't see what the big deal is, you know? He's not that great. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. It sure is Monday, hitting it now. Gotta get myself through the week somehow. I had a ball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But it's all over now, and it sure is Monday. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. That's right. It's a Monday afternoon here. Coffee and Company reacting to uh, a big weekend of football. Non-stop, really. College football all day Saturday and, of course, our first NFL Sunday. So I just got to rambling, and I did forget to mention that it is, of course, 9-11. I'm sure you guys know that. The 22nd anniversary, and I hate even calling it an anniversary. I mean, it technically is that, but anniversary usually is something that, like, you know. That you celebrate. Yeah, exactly, and this is not one of those things. So uh, it's it's something that last night my wife and I were talking about how to say 22 years really does seem like, how has it been that long? Uh, but it was 22 years ago, and so much in the world has changed, and it's an annual thing where people discuss. Where it, it's the all, and, and I think in our lifetime, I could be wrong, I think in our lifetime, and maybe the people on the older, older side of, you know, maybe people that are in their 70s, 80s, there's other things that that come to mind for them as far as you always know where you were when that happened and you heard it and everybody brings up where they were when it happened, when it's discussed however many years later, right? So, like, for me, it's that. I mean, I think even my parents maybe, who are clearly a lot older than me, I think it's that. And in, in a weird way, I kind of feel like it's when we realize the world shut down. Because again, those things happen once every 100 years, so you know it's 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 something that stands out. Um, but I was in school; I was in seventh grade. We had just, I think we had just, yeah, we we were we were getting ready to go on a field trip, and I remember all the TVs in school that morning were on, and when we were getting ready to go on a field trip, like there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, we were just kind of goofing around, not doing any work until the buses were ready to take us on this field trip. I think we went to my old Kentucky home. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's where we went. And yeah, I mean, I remember being just old enough in seventh grade to know that that was very, like, a very big deal. Like, that was a very serious thing, and that was like, you know, wasn't I wasn't young enough to just out of sight, out of mind, doesn't impact me. I'm in my own bubble. I remember being old enough to know like that was a terrorist attack. And I remember the short the field the field trip was cut a little bit short. And we were on our way back. And it was our teachers that made it, you know, they weren't trying to scare us, but they were different because they were a little bit more, clearly a lot more, a lot older and more mature to understand what had happened to where 
it's going to rub off on your students to where they're going to understand how big it is. And once we got back, you mind, there's no radio, there's no smartphones that we have on this field trip, not even teachers at that point. So, you know, it's not as if you can just pick up your phone and see what people are tweeting about or what news stations are saying. That didn't exist back then. So we got back to school and the TVs were still on. The people who did not go to the field trip, like there was no school going on. It was just nonstop keeping up with what had happened. And uh, I'm glad I was old enough to remember how big of a deal it was, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. But yeah, it was uh, it was awful. I mean, it's it's you know it's one of the worst days in the history of of this country. Some would say the worst, and uh, very very sad. Yeah, I was only four years old. So you have no memory at all, right? I have vaguely, I vaguely remember being at my grandparents' house and seeing it on the news, but literally other than just that fact, that's all I can remember. Well, see, could it be one of those things that where you, and I'm not, I'm not, and it could be, yeah, it could just be a false memory. Yeah, I'm not questioning your memory, but like there's things that I think I remember, but I think it's just ingrained in me because I, again, you probably, even if you didn't remember it, I bet you would know because of your family. They would remind you when it comes up every yeah. year. It's been 22 years now that that's, you know, they were here, their kid was here. Like, it's just how it works. So, um, yeah, very, uh, very, very sad day. And um, a lot of lives lost and a lot of things have changed in this country since then. Um, some for good, you know. I think the country has at times been in a bad spot. I don't know if that has anything to do with 9-11, but I heard something this morning that is a pretty... I think it's a pretty um, – what's the right word to use? Because I don't want to – I'm not even going to say who I heard it from because I don't want them to hear this and think I'm saying that their opinion, what they shared is low-hanging fruit or just you know cliche what you'd say. But you know, you know what? Cliches are cliches for a reason, right? Because there's at times a lot of truth to it. But when we were united briefly after that happened as a country, like that, that wasn't cool that we were there because of what happened, but – I feel like this country in the last five, six years has never been more divided, and I don't really see it getting much better. I think there's still a lot of good in the world. I just live my life believing that because I think that's you know what keeps me you know as sane as possible. I think there are good people. I am somebody who does work in I guess what you'd consider news media business, so like I understand that that's how it like they show the awful things because that's just how the news cycle works, but. It is true. Like when I heard it this morning, I'm like, you know what? That's very that's a pretty expected thought to share after we've, you know, 22 years from now and given sort of the the the, the toxicity within the country in, in you know recent years, but it's true. It's very true. So, uh yeah, John, I was expecting you uh to not intentionally and just be honest. I thought you were going to make me feel like the gap between us is bigger than it actually is, but you know, it's understandable. I was in 7th grade you being four years old is just you know it's how math works right it's how it's how it's how uh, it it's is how one numbers of those, work it is one of those things where I've always wondered how I would have been had I been like you know like your yeah. age or in school that kind of a thing so one thing that always comes to mind uh, for me that I'm glad again I'm glad I was old enough to understand because you know it's not as if like I went to bed crying or anything like that that night I was still a very young kid but. I think if I was a year or two younger, it really wouldn't have hit me at the time. And I remember b- being in shock and looking up on the TV and just realizing that that was a, you know, that was a scary, scary thing and an awful thing. And it would be something like I could be wrong here. I don't have a great memory, but 22 years ago, I, th- I feel as if I remembered thinking this will be a day we always remember. And sure enough, it is. It's not for good reason, but but there's no doubt about it. But had I been older and a little bit more, you know, like I am now 
paranoid and I'm super, uh, I just, I, I worry about things. <laughs> Isn't it weird the older you get, the things we used to not worry about yeah. seem to bother oh, God, us? God, yeah. I mean, that's that's now my daily life struggle. Like, I like... couldn't imagine if the, the Twin Tower attacks, you know, let's just say it never happened, but it yeah. happened now. I yeah. couldn't imagine what the reaction would be like. Yep. And my dad was flying that day. Wow. And had I... No, I mean, again, my dad and I talk every day, talked every day whenever I was a kid, but it wasn't on a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone. I mean, I, it, I was, you know, I was young. So I remember finding out my dad was fine and then finding out later because he, he flew a lot during that, during that time of my life for, for work. And we would talk every night. Like it was just a nightly thing. We were going to talk on the phone. And, uh, you know, once I knew everything was fine, it was, it was great. But like, I think now had I been older, had I had a cell phone, had, me not being able, me not being able to get. I mean, he wasn't flying to New York, but I didn't know where he was flying. Right, he was he's flying around the country for work at the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hell, he could tell. I'm sure some really good stories about what the airport was like that day. I mean, that was. I think he ended up getting in a car and driving back from Detroit. I believe that's the story. Um, so, yeah, um, a day we'll always remember, no doubt about it. And there's already people texting in as far as like things you remember, like you know where you were. Yes, there's a lot of those, right? Like personally to you um i mean there's somebody two different people have said they remember where they were when they heard elvis died yes but i'm talking about things that are a little bit more significant to the world yes you know what i'm saying like impact literally everyone yeah yeah and that's dude i I said that over and over and over when we would do this show during the pandemic like i hated talking about it because i wanted the show to be a i wanted it to be an escape but also it was relatable to everybody because you it would be hard for you to find a single person in America that had not been in some point impacted by what was going on, working from home, maybe losing your job, maybe getting sick, maybe somebody maybe a listener dying from the virus. So um that's We had Jody Dimling in the hospital that's for right. a while. That's right. Goodness gracious, that was such a scare. Really big scare for Jody. So yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I'm aware there are things we all remember. Like when, when I mean, I remember, I remember Michael Jackson died. Like, because you, you know how big of a story it's going to be and how much it's going to impact people. And it's sad that anybody dies or anything tragic happens. But I think in my lifetime, at 35 years old, those two things are at the top as far as you just. There's no scenario where, and I, and I don't really. I guess everybody has their own moment when it comes to the to the pandemic, right? Because. For everybody, it's different when it hits you. Like, damn, I can't go out to eat anymore? Like, imagine they'd ever not let people go outside and go to eat somewhere. But for me, it was whenever all sports were just done. Driving back from uh, driving back from North Carolina at the ACC tournament in Greensboro, and on that drive there is when it started to happen. When I got to Greensboro, the ACC tournament was still going on, but then Rudy Gobert tested positive. And then by the next morning, everything was canceled. On the drive home, they canceled the tournament, canceled baseball. And that is when I realized this is like, this is insane. So again, I think for, with that one, it's a little bit different. By the way, do you want to talk, Pan? You want to talk Corona, John? You want to get everybody masking up again? Is that really going on again? I people are masking I don't, up. I, I, yeah, now I, that you mentioned that, I did notice at the store this weekend a lot more people wearing masks. So I've not seen anybody with masks. And yes, I was joking. We're not going to talk about it. But what I am seeing is people complaining about, being told to mask up again when I've yet to hear anybody tell us yeah, to no mask one's up told again. Me anything. Yeah, I have not heard anything. Like I don't think there's some message out there. Now I do know people are still getting sick with Corona. In fact, I know people who've had it recently, and it's unfortunate. But you know what? It's a virus, and they people I know have seemed to be able to get over it. You know, relatively quickly, and it's like it's never going to go away. So, anyways, 
how about we do that? Just blow everything else out. No more football, no more NFL, no more cards and Hoosiers. Just let's get back to the important things. Let's talk about masking, the uh, the importance of it, how it can maybe help us. We don't really know for sure. And then you can maybe get a, a you can get your booster shot, but then that actually may uh, make you more vulnerable to the virus. But it won't let you it won't let you infect as many people. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite the mental pretzel hearing about those kind of <laughs> things that I'd never hope we hear about again. So I'm not a COVID denier by any means, but some of it was just ridiculous as far as what they were telling us. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, we do need to get to a quick break in just a moment, but a couple things I need to do. Uh, I'll read this text in just a second because I do have a quick uh, do have a quick response to you but i do need to tell you about the importance of temperature control the heat's back today guys i don't know if it's just me but it's hot today humid sticky so if you've got the ac in your house up and running and it's not running the way that uh you'd like it to be you're not as comfortable as you'd like to be do something about it that's where my friends come in dfh dfhcompany.com give them a call 502-968-6222 and right now you will get I mean, think about this. You're going to get 18 months special financing when you purchase a new qualifying train HVAC system. It's hard to stop a train. You've heard it many times because it's true. That's how much they trust their product. 18 months special financing and the warranties that come with it. It's phenomenal. So, uh, Again, back to cliches. I don't even know if you'd call it a cliche, but it's been a tagline they've used forever with train, and it's because it's true. It's hard to stop a train. So it is subject to credit approval. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility dates, details, and restrictions. All right, so the text that came in says, now that you've watched Kentucky and Louisville play two games, what do you think the spread will be? It all depends on what happens from here on out, but I would say if they were playing this week at Louisville, I would say Louisville would be minus two and a half. That is what I would say. I'm with you on that. I've heard some others say, like uh, Kentucky fans that are a little pessimistic about their team up to this point, they would say that it should be closer to minus six for Louisville because that's how down at least some Kentucky fans I've talked to are about their team. But odds makers know that it's it's oftentimes tough to really know what to make of a team after just two games. So, uh, I, but I don't want to talk about that matchup because how do you feel about the nine and a half spread this weekend? It started at ten and a half, got down to ten, and then is at nine and a half. I think now, uh, at least on Fanduel, that's that's where I saw it initially. So, I'm not surprised at all. I think uh, you predicted it to be right around there, and I think that's fair. And I, I don't need to touch this game. I won't, as far as is wagering. But i i wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet Louisville to cover if it's at 10 or 10 and a half. Nine and a half, I could maybe be talked into it, but I wouldn't do above 10 just because more, more than anything, I, ha- I put it this way. And we, we got all week to talk about that matchup specifically. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. But two things. I'm not sold enough on Louisville at quarterback, and I do have respect for Indiana defensively. Now, doesn't mean it can't be a blowout for Louisville in some form or fashion. You just never know what's going to happen, but... If if somebody's saying, all right, ten and a half, you got to bet. What are you doing? I'm taking Indiana plus ten and a half, just because. Again, I think their defense will keep it respectable to where they won't lose by more than double, more more than ten. And again, Plummer, again, his numbers are fine, but you know he's going to play the best defense he's played all year at this point, no doubt. Now again, that'll change as the year goes on, but still. All right, quick timeout. We will keep it rolling along here, so stick with us. It's Coffee and Company. We are fueled by Thornton's. And uh, I'm gonna I got to give something away here in a second. So listen when we come back. We're gonna give something away that I think you guys will I think you guys will will like. So stick around.
You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. I am not what you would call a handsome man. The good Lord chose not to bless me with, with charm, athletic ability, or a fully functional brain. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Just the way it is. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. Ah, but don't you believe Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502 571 7900 Alright, so last week I was supposed to uh to do something and I just didn't forgot i mean i mean i forgot that's why i didn't do it but it was on me so now i don't really have the uh the inventory within the show over these next five days to to do it like we did during the summer as far as giveaways so um i'm giving away chris tucker tickets this week he's going to be in town uh here i believe later this month let me just give you the the uh, the actual date because he's going to be here for uh yeah september september 20th at the louisville palace so um, when we go to break here, first person, like you got to be the first person to get through to John. We're not going to quiz you, give you any kind of trivia, but when we go, and, and, and actually John hit that thing where the lines are off. Can you oh, do I that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that way, like you can't just hold now, but when we go to break, I'll give you the number again and tell you what you're winning. And the first person to get through, you won tickets to go see Chris Tucker. Of course, I think everybody knows Chris Tucker. If he's, I mean, he's, you think Rush Hour, you think Friday, and he does a lot of other stuff as well. He's very funny. And um, I think this week I'm, I'm like on standby. I'm going to get notified like when he's available because we're going to interview him. Now, unfortunately, it may not be live, but I may get like 10 minutes with him to record here in the studio. And if we do that, I think it could be fun for the show. So anyways, um, throughout the week, I don't know when, but I'm, at some point, I just got to give out a pair of tickets each day, and today's day one, so stick around for that. All right, this is from Tony, who says, Nick, how in the hell, he says, actually, how in the holy hell does Louisville not get any votes this week after having votes last week, whereas Kentucky is still getting votes after nearly losing to Eastern Kentucky? Look, Tony, you got you to gotta listen. I warned you. I told you. I mean, I don't know why Kentucky got votes. I think that's probably a sign that these people who put who have AP ballots, not all of them pay super close attention. So Kentucky, I think, received five votes. And I think it's probably people who just still feel pretty good about Kentucky without watching them. I mean, that would be my guess. As far as Louisville, you know, they played Murray State. And they're not a team that has a lot of buzz nationally, right? There's not a lot of people talking about Louisville as a team that's going to make national noise this year, really at any level. And I kind of like it that way, to be honest with you. But that's why one of my first things I one of the first things I brought up last week to everybody was the schedule sets up to where you're gonna have to wait and be patient to really, I think, make some kind of a statement. Even if you beat Indiana big this week, and I'm not saying if you don't, it means you should be concerned, but even if you did beat Indiana by two, three touchdowns, it may get you some votes, but I don't think it's going to get you the buzz that you that you that you maybe would be seeking. And I'm not even really sure you you should be seeking it, to be honest with you. There's still a lot we don't know about this Louisville team as far as how good they can be. Right? They showed a lot of adversity, and they yeah they showed a lot of resilience after hitting adversity in Week One on the road against Georgia Tech. That was great to see them come from behind and win like that. You learned right away this team can get down and fight back and win. And then you did exactly what you're supposed to do when you play a team like Murray State. 
and Indiana is going to be another test. So I'm not telling anybody that that we were wrong about how good this team can be, but if I had a pre, if I had an AP vote, I don't know if I'd vote for Louisville. Now I, I I can't even process what I would do because I don't watch every single team. And the reality is, a lot of these people are great writers, and their job is to cover the college football team that they that they cover. And there's some people that have votes that do cover the sport objectively, but nobody can watch every team. Nobody can watch every game. It's almost impossible. Like Saban had a rant a couple years ago about the rankings and it was just like the most obvious thing that I hadn't really heard anybody lay out the way he did and it is like nobody knows how good anybody is like to say this is the 23rd best team in the country like how do you know like it's like what are you basing it off of I like the poll I'm happy that we have it because you love to get that number next to your name when you play a team that's got a number next to your to their name it feels great but I think the college football playoff rankings have made it to where people aren't as as you know excited about the rankings as they used to be so look i think louisville look no, nc state got blown out by notre dame if you go down there and win and you're fought you're five and oh when you play notre dame you could be ranked at that point but notre dame's gonna be your chance to really make a statement and i hope that we get there and louisville's got a chance to move to six and oh it'd be phenomenal we'll see though got a lot of ball from now until then though i don't know why i said ball so long there anyways Who wants Chris Tucker tickets? 502-571-7900. The first person to get to the phone lines, 502-571-7900. You're the winner. Stick with us. we got two more hours to go and a lot more to get into. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.